A Walk Among the Stars, The Monsters, The Paranormal, and Supernatural. Join your tour guides, Justin and Josh, on this cryptic journey through life and beyond. What you may not know is you've been on this journey for a long time, and you finally arrived. Join us and our cult by subscribing to this podcast and giving us a generous five-star rating. With doing so, your soul will be set and the afterlife defined. Welcome to It's Cryptic Out There. Welcome everybody to another episode of It's Cryptic Out There podcast. I'm your host alongside my co-host, Josh. What's up, my galactic Cripsaders? That is... I just came up with that. That's probably the best one you've yeah, got. I just came up with that right here. That was tremendous. Yeah. Been a while. <laughs> yeah. Been a long time, you know. Been a long But time. it paid off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we are back from a short Christmas break. It and feels like a month. <laughs> It does. It feels like it's been a like very when you long came, time. We, we were just talking for like a good 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. And Justin and I talk every day. Yeah. You know, we talk much, every day. Yeah. Pretty frequently. Yeah. You know, whether it be on Instagram or just texting or whatever. Every day or at least every other day. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I'd say every day. I would say so. In some form. <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah. Texting. If I'm like seeing you something about like. Andrew Tate or whatever. That's oh crazy. God, that was nuts. <laughs> was. That was nuts, bro. He's out of jail, though, right now. I no, I saw... Well, I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. I, what I saw was is that Romania was going to hold him in detention for 30 days oh, okay. to uh, question him and do part of the investigation. Gotcha. But what's so funny about that is how he talked all that shit to Greta Thunberg. Yeah. And then just like a day later, he gets arrested for right. human trafficking. And it's just like, oh my gosh, dude, what is the best, like, she's, she can literally just be like, well, well you're, you suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get all that money from his shitty kickboxing career. For real, like. And no kickboxer gets the money he's been rolling in. Yeah. You think about the people who are getting paid, like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Tyson Fury, Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder, you know, Anthony Joshua, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. He kind of... I like Anthony Joshua. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's another... another po- that's a sports podcast yeah, or a, whatever. That's uh, a... So, how, how was Unhelpful you... advice podcast. Yeah, that's, that's so, going. So. <laughs> Dead in the water. <laughs> uh, so, how was your Christmas? Good. I see you got a new hoodie. That's right. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, a Carhartt hoodie. There you go. I, got, I think it was go. like the last present I opened to, and I was like... Yes! <laughs> Finally! Nice! I, I mean, got, everything else I got, too, was great. So, yeah. shout out to my... Shout out to you, Mom. I know you're watching. Fantastic Christmas. Loved it. Love you. Yep. 
I had a good Christmas too. I got a lot of footwear. I, yeah, I saw like these this little, right here. I got these Johns, the Birkenstocks, Ooh, Tokyos. My gosh! So, so my brother recommended these because that seems like a him move. Yeah. Well, I appara- love him, dude. <laughs> I've never met him, but yeah. I love him. Well, next time we go to Charlotte, you'll have to come with I, us. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be crazy. Well, he recommended these because uh, he wears them in the kitchen, and it's known these the Tokyo uh, Birkenstocks are known to be in kitchens mm-hmm. and like chef where cooks wears them wow. and stuff. And I looked at him, I was like, you know, that would help out with like cutting hair and just wiping the, yeah. the hair off yeah. so i mean yeah they're pretty sick those are pretty cool whenever i worked in the kitchen at d2 and everything i just wore crocs yeah, yeah. well these are kind of like crocs in a way yeah. but yeah. those are those are like professional mm. you look good presentable right. when you walk out there wearing crocs <laughs> you're wearing crocs right now <laughs> yeah. because what i also got for christmas was my pipes busting Oh God! Yeah, you gotta tell Four everybody about of water. <laughs> you gotta tell everybody about that. In my basement, I came home and I came home at like five o'clock. I guess it was uh, Sunday. Was that the day after Christmas? Whatever the day after. Christmas I think it was Monday. Was. Monday. Yeah. yeah. So Monday, I come home and it was so cold, man. It was so cold. Yeah. It was like negative. At one point, I looked at my thing, and it was negative 22 degrees outside. Jeez. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. I think they actually set the record for coldest day in, like, Blacksburg history. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, my pipes did freeze, but I had my house warm and everything. Like, it was just so cold. Yeah. You know? So, I get home. I unlock the door, and I'm like, uh, it's great to be home. Yeah. Put my keys down. I'm in the kitchen. I walk into the living room, and I'm like, "Huh." All I hear is, and I'm like, "Oh no!" So I sprint out of my house into the basement. I open the door to my basement, and all I can see is four inches of water up to my my ankle (laughs) right here. Up to my ankle. Josh man. can throw high kicks, by the way. That's true. I'm a big guy, but I can move. <laughs> I got that orange belt, baby. I know yeah. what's up. Uh, but walked in there, man, and the pipe. So where I think the pressure had built up, the pipe had like exploded out. Yeah. And then it busted in four other places. Oh my god. So I immediately called my landlord, and I was <laughs> like, "Help!" Yeah, I was like, "Bro," he's like. I never call him. I really don't ever talk to him, you know? And uh, he was like, hey, what's up? I was like, basement's flooded, man. There's like four inches of water in here. And he was like, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And then I called my dad because I was like, I'm so afraid, dad. (laughs) I don't know what to do. So I had to go in there. And the reason I have on Crocs is because my boots that I usually wear, I wore to trek through the water. Gotcha. What, Um, your Adidas? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I probably need to wash them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he. I shut the water off, and man, shout out to my landlord, man. It was really cool. He showed up. He was like, "Don't worry, bro. I got you." (laughs) And shut the water off. He brought the sump pump, pumped out all the water, and then he went through and fixed all the pipe. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's a handyman too. Yeah, I think he spent like fifty bucks on four bus. Like, imagine if you called a plumber, right, to do that. That'd be a lot more. You know, and he was like, he's like, you know, this is the. He's like, I think, because I told him I was like, I'm so sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't want this to happen. Yeah. And he was just like, it was just so cold. He's like, I don't know if there was anything you could have done. Yeah. You know, he's like, and I was gone. That was the thing. I was gone for the holidays, but I was only gone for like three days, but I was still home, you know, a couple of the times, but what are you going to do? Damn. What are you going to do? That's unfortunate. But hey, you know. It could have been worse. It was solved in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. All the water was pumped out of the basement that night. Yeah. I have better water pressure now. There you go. Yeah. So you kind of won in the end. I right? did win. I did. There you go. To be in complete panic and like, oh shit. <laughs> That's this, the worst. This is the worst day of my life. That is the worst. Merry Christmas. Because <laughs> also, my sister had a pipe bust at her house. And then my grandma, uh, a pipe had busted in the street in front of her house. Oh my god. And so god. we called the town. The town, which shout out to the town of Parisburg, man. Yeah. You know, working hard on the holidays. They came out there. Uh, at like 11 o'clock at night when it was like negative two degrees. 50? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It probably felt like it, right? Yeah. On Christmas Eve. That's so and, insane. And uh, they got it. I think they fixed it or something. Like they'd fixed the leak and the problem. But when we woke up that morning, we didn't have water. Mm. So we didn't have water until noon. Dang. Yeah, so we were taking gallon jugs if like we needed to use the bathroom or to cook or anything. Taking it down to my parents' house, right. filling it up with water and bringing it back up. That is so until water finally aggr- back on. frustrating. Yeah, and then then I go home the next day, and all my pipes have busted and everything. <laughs> God. Yeah, so what was following you? It's cryptic out there, baby. Right, that's all it is. You gotta watch your back. Good day. Yeah, yeah. Hoping New Year a little bit better. I'm sure. Ending it this way, you know, for a little bit. Well, it, adversity. We we have uh, high hopes for uh, 2023. 2023. Hard to believe. It feels like 2020 was just the other day. Right? You know? That was a bad year. <laughs> so, <nah. laughs> 2021 was bad, too. Yeah, for real. It didn't get better. In the beginning of this year, was oh. god awful. <laughs> we were going through it, dude. Yeah. We were going through it. <laughs> it was a rough go for the Spooky Boys. Spooky uh well just a little uh update before we get into the uh the story we have today got a dm from la times reporter that's sick that was kind of you know surprising pretty sick on the austin edwards catfish cop situation Mm -hmm. with the the evidence that we have that was in the previous episode which is a pretty big deal i think yeah that is a big deal like on so many levels i agree totally just I- because the fact that that was able to infiltrate our police force right you know like i have my qualms with the police force and everything yeah or maybe not police just like things like goings on you yeah know? <clears throat> the corruption that exists in every entity that exists yeah yeah uh but like this is just like this doesn't even have to do with that. This is negligence. Yeah. You know, like this is someone somewhere didn't do their job or they didn't care or maybe someone said, Well, we need cops. We need we need people. You know, maybe just 
it's okay he didn't pass his psyche valve. Yeah. And then it's not. Right, <laughs> you know, right, it's absolutely. Not. So, we, uh, I got, I talked to the reporter over the phone, and basically, they're going to try and talk with the victim. The victim is going to speak, she told me the victim, or, sorry, the victim told me that they're planning on talking with the reporter tomorrow. So, we'll see what happens, uh. If yeah, any- because she needs a voice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, from what happened to her, like, she... I mean, it's kind of like we talked about with Jerry Smith. How many people don't get to have their moment where they can face their accuser... Or, or their abuser, sorry. Yeah. They can face their abuser and be like, this is what you did to me, and now you're gonna pay for it, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't get that opportunity because he killed himself, but she at least gets the ability to speak on it. Right, because right. what he did... She closed that door. Yeah. Pretty much. She, closure. Yeah. Closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Closure. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys on that. And if we hear anything else, we will let you know. Of course. We love you. Yep. Today, we will be talking about the tragic murder of Tara Rose Muncie, who, is a Pulaski, who was a Pulaski County uh, resident. Mm-hmm. Back in, well, she was born February 2nd, 1983 at Radford, Radford City, and she died on January 25th, 2000, and she was only 16 years old. Oh, man. See, I think I've heard this. Yeah. But it's been, I haven't got like a, it's always been a, hey, this is what happened, because I know you brought up, she has... She's buried out of Birchlawn. Yeah, I was just, I was just getting ready to say that that uh, she's buried at a <clears throat> Birchlawn burial park in Parisburg in Giles County. I think they have a memorial stone for her. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Okay. Uh, spoiler. Right. Right. And uh, what was I going to say? Anyway, uh, this happened back in Radford. I actually spoke with Andy today, oh, and wow. he helped out with the search around oh, that time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh... God, I love you, Andy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, this story, a lot of people refer it to, like, the Taco Bell murder or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she worked at Taco Bell at the time, and she was last seen at the Taco Bell in Radford or Fairlawn. Yes. So, the one that, like, where it's at now? No. Do you know where the Mexican restaurant is in or Fairlawn? Yes, near where like that um, the bridge next to St. Albans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, that's where the Taco Bell once huh. was. Wow. Yeah, not okay. the one that's yes by Walmart. Yeah, but. yeah. And I'll, there's a Forensic Files episode that I watched, and they reenacted it at that Taco Bell at huh. near uh, Walmart. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's not the real one. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So let's let's go on with. The the start of it. 16-year-old Tara Rose Muncie of Pulaski County was doing well at Radford High School. She had a boyfriend named Nick who would go on into the Navy and serve. She allegedly had planned to marry Nick when she finished high school. She had a part-time job at the local Taco Bell to earn a little extra cash. Now that's just like the setup as of right now. Now I'm going to read the court records on what Totally happened. Yeah. On the morning of January 25th, 2000, 
the defendant, Jeffrey Allen Thomas, had unsuccessfully tried to reach Tara by telephone. He eventually talked with her and invited her to join him and another friend, James Moed, I think that's how you say his last name, M-O-E-D-E, Moed, at Moed's apartment. Okay. Tara, some of her friends, Moed and Thomas, were at Moed's apartment smoking marijuana until about 2.30 p.m. When Tara left to go to work, yeah, when Tara drove away from the apartment, her friends observed Thomas and followed Tara's car. After Tara left Moed's apartment, she went to the bank and withdrew $5 from her savings account before reporting to work at a fast food restaurant, which is the Taco Bell. While at work, she received a telephone call from her father who asked her to meet him at a basketball game later that evening. Tara agreed to meet him. Around 8 p.m. on the way to the arranged meeting place, Tara's father saw her car in the restaurant's parking lot. He went into the restaurant only to learn that Tara had clocked out approximately 30 minutes earlier. Wow. 30 minutes earlier. Tara never met her father that evening. Mm. 16 days later, on February 10th, 2000, her snow-covered body was found below a railroad across a road in a wooded raven along the western bank of the New River near Parrot. Now, before this happened, the whole community searched for her, like Andy Wilburn, yeah. including Andy Wilburn, all searched for her before they discovered her body. <clears throat> Tara had been shot three times in the head and once in the chest. Mm. She was nude from the waist up. Forensic evidence established that the muzzle of the murder weapon, a 22 caliber Marlin rifle, had been held against her left temple for one shot, in front of her left ear for another, and against the center of her chest for a third, but was unable to specify the muzzle placement of the third shot to her head. In addition to gunshot wounds, Tara had bruises on the left side of her jaw, her left arm, right leg, and upper left thigh. At an interview on February 10th, which had been scheduled before Tara's body was discovered, Thomas told the police that he had spent the night of January 25th at Kevin Williams' house. When asked if he had been to the railroad tracks lately, Thomas replied that he had not killed anybody, or killed nobody. When Pulaski police interviewed Kevin Williams on February 12, 2000, Williams said Thomas did not spend the night at Williams' house on January 25th. Williams also told the police that he owned a 22 caliber Marlin rifle mm. that he had left in Thomas's car sometime between December 6 of 1999 and January 30th of 2000. Williams said that he did not want to carry the gun up his icy driveway and that Thomas offered to take care of it. Although Thomas promised to return the rifle, he never did. When asked about Williams' rifle in his February 10, 2000 interview, Thomas stated that he had given the rifle to a mutual friend, Leonard Dalton, to return to Williams. 
Using evidence collected from the crime scene in conjunction with the interviews of Williams and Thomas, the police obtained a warrant on February 15, 2000 to search Thomas's car and recover blood, clothing, saliva, and hair samples from his person. The police ex- uh, executed that the search on February 16, 2000 and collected 10 loose hairs from Thomas's car, various other physical samples, and Thomas's shoes. These court records, the grammatic, you know, positioning is just weird. So sorry about that. It's like it's so... <clears throat> so official? Yeah. But like, it has to include the date every yeah, single... So yeah. It's pretty much... Okay. The physical evidence recovered from the crime scene included cigarette butts... Tara's coat and shirt, her car keys, and a 22 caliber shell casing. A firearms expert determined that two of the bullets recovered in the autopsy of Tara had been fired from a 22 caliber rifle manufactured by Marlin. Comparison of the shell casings with shell casings found near Kevin Williams' porch showed that they had been fired from the same rifle. Two partial shoe impressions found on Tara's shirt matched the pattern on the sole of the right shoe recovered from Thomas. Now, watching Forensic Files, that episode, he was wearing these type of Nike... I don't know if they're Nike... They were Nike running shoes. <coughs> and they actually had Tara's shirt, Taco Bell shirt. It was a yellow vintage Taco Bell. Yeah. And they showed the, the imprint of the, the shoe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And speaking about the the cigarette butts in the front, I, I'm not sure if the court records say it or not. Uh, Man, he did everything to be caught, right? You know exactly. He did everything to be caught. And what's crazy, the the cigarette butt, um, he was known for pulling the filter off uh-huh. to smoke it. So that's what they found. They found like an unfiltered cigarette. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And in the forensic files episode. The, they had a reenactment scenes of him smoking a cigarette and he pulls the cigarette butt off. Now, I'm not sure if he actually did that in the interrogation scene, but if yeah. he did, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. A trace evidence expert testified that three of the hairs recovered from Thomas's car were consistent with Tara's hair. Expert testimony also established that the DNA markers of the hair were consistent with Tara's genetic markers and that the genetic material found on the partial smoked cigarette matched Thomas's DNA. DNA consistent with Thomas's DNA was also found on the bottom sole of Tara's right shoe. And the blood stains on Tara's clothes and semen found on the front of Tara's underwear and underneath her fingernails, which is strange. His semen under her fingernails. I'm just trying to like figure out why or how it would be under her fingernails. I mean, you know, if he raped her yeah. and she like and, you know, I'm fighting it off maybe. Well, if he, you know, uh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, trying, yeah. You know, and then she reaches down yeah, to yeah. do whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, that's that's awful. I hope that piece of shit suffers. Well, on February 15th, 16th, and 17th, 2000, police interviewed Barbara E. Helton. Thomas had been staying at Helton's house intermediately since the morning of January 26, 2000. In an interview on February 17th, Hilton told police that Thomas confessed to her that he had killed Muncie. Mm. 
She stated that Thomas came to her house at 6.30 a.m. on January 26th and woke her up. I think they were dating. I could be wrong, but I think they were dating at the time. Thomas's clothes were wrinkled and his shoes muddy. He was nervous and asked Helton not to tell anyone he was there. Helton testified that Thomas told her that he had, quote, just fucked up, and that he, quote, wished he had done it a different way, that he didn't mean to do it. Continuing, Thomas told her that he had met Tara, quote, at her job, and they went down the road to party a little bit, and he assumed she wanted sex. Thomas told Helton that they got into an argument near, quote, a desert spot that had a ditch. During the argument, Tara pushed Thomas, and he pushed her, and she fell down. According to Helton, Thomas said that Tara was on her hands and knees when he grabbed the gun from the side and shot her three times in the head. Thomas told Helton that he threw the gun in some water. Hmm. On February 17, 2000, Thomas was served with two arrest warrants for capital murder and use of a firearm while committing capital murder. During a post-arrest interview with Pulaski County Sheriff A.J. Davis, Thomas stated that after leaving Moed's home on the afternoon of January 25th, he followed Tara because she wanted to buy some marijuana from him, which he sold to her after she got some money from the bank that would explain the $5. Wow. Yeah. When Tara went to work, Thomas said he drove around and then waited until she got off. Man, $5 for a little bit of weed, that ain't a bad deal. That's not a bad deal, but definitely not worth it with this fuck. That's $2,000. That's the year 2000 prices, you know? That's right? crazy, though. Yeah. What was his age? He was 30. 30? My yeah. God, she was 16. Right. And he was sentenced to death. But Tara's mom pleaded that she wanted him life in prison, so he yeah. got life in prison. So, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I, I, you know, it happens. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably, so, honestly, like, life in prison is definitely going to be worse than... Oh, a, yeah, suffer, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like you get 10 years to stay your execution and do whatever you need to do. Right. Uh, appeal, you know. Right. Appeal until the appeals run out, like Ted Bundy, you know. Um, and if they're Satan, he's suffering, you know, I, living, and then when he dies, he's gonna suffer for eternity. Try, uh, you know, you're trapped in a box with people who don't like you, right? You know, who want to victimize you and abuse you. Yep. Especially in like a maximum security prison. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Now, in the Find a Grave website. Just talking about the Forensic Files episode, there's an episode of Ice Cold Killers on Investigation Discovery Channel and The Darkest of Nights, 2015, which describes her life and final days. A popular teenage vanishes without a trace. So there's more uh, content on this story other yeah. than the Forensic Files. But yeah. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? And her mom, Katherine... Catherine uh, Muncie, she died in 2006, and her father is still alive today. He was also on the Forensic Files episode. I think she has a brother as well. Um, so we made a post about this this story, and her 
alleged best friend reached out to us and plans on talking with us on the the episode. Uh, what time are we at? Okay, we're at 27. So, what we're going to do, we're going to come back with her friend, and we're basically going to find out what Tara was like as a person, how their friendship was, and her experience that night Tara went missing. Yeah. And she also said some other interesting things that I'll share with you after. Oh. Yeah, that's uh that's quite interesting. Uh but let's we'll we'll come back to you guys with uh the the guest and we'll go from there. Is this Sarah? Yes. Hey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? All right. Well, I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Doing good. How are you? How are you? I'm ready to kick in the new year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Me too. I'm ready for a new year. Yeah. Okay, so your name is Sarah Woodyard, and yes. you were best friends with Tara, me and Tara were very close. Our we used to have to. It was crazy. See, our parents, our fathers, grew up being really close. Yeah. And then when my we were born, and then uh, Tara and Dee Dee were born, we were all the same age. And then when the kids were real small, like all of us, I guess, including Daniel too. Um. <sighs> They met, they would get us together and let us hang out, and we all ended up. Daniel and Dee Dee became best friends, and me and Tara became really good friends. Right. Um. We eventually, in high school, see Tara lived in Radford with her mom, and Dee Dee lived in. Well, he lived in Giles County with his dad. Yeah. And went to school with us. Okay. And then uh, Tara come in on the weekends. And, we, and during the summer, she stayed over in Giles a lot. And we just got pretty well thick as thieves. Right. So that's why her her grave is in Giles? I don't really... Uh, I never really understood why they put her there. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it's beautiful. I don't know if y'all seen her. And where she's at. Yeah, um, we saw photos of the... Uh, of yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I think part of that might... I think the biggest thing might have been that her grandfather maybe had been buried there, and then her, I know her grandmother was very buried there. Mm-hmm. So I think it may... It, very, it could have very well been just a family thing. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So what was what was she like growing up? Oh Lord, that <laughs> that girl. She was loyal, but she was wild. Yeah. I mean, she was. I 
but I mean, if we back then, see, we didn't have cell phones with cameras and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And our parents would let us go hang out um, down next to the creek bank on a piece of property that our dad owned. And they, we would just skate on there by ourselves, but we'd always have to take our little brothers with us. Right. We ditched them <laughs> and end up walking down where we live at. It was all uh, real rural. So we would just walk underneath the big bridge on 100 and go over and hang out with a bunch of friends. Um, underage drank a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's you know, stuff teenagers do. Yeah, that's what that's what we done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say anything to yourself, like, but she, we were, she was just awesome. Everybody loved her. Yeah. She, um, she got along with pretty much everybody. She had a lot of friends over in Giles. Hmm. A lot of people that cared about her in Giles. Yeah. Well, who, who was this Thomas guy? How did he become in the mix with you kids, like, years ago? Um... Now, I didn't know Jeffrey Thomas. Yeah. Um, I, I know, I know how Tara knew him. It had something to do with Nick's, I think he was Nick's mother's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was, I can't swear to it, it was something like that, it was, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. It was either her her boyfriend's mother's ex-boyfriend or boyfriend. I believe it was ex-boyfriend. I think they mentioned that on the Forensic Files episode. But also, I feel like they might have gotten some things wrong in that episode. And um, I feel, yeah, I feel the same way. I, I looked at it yesterday. I pulled it back up. Yeah. And um, typically, that's just not something that I'll pull back up and look at. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to just try to get a refresher a little bit on things that maybe I had forgot. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember when the, because Forensics Files was the first company or TV thing that done anything on her. Yeah. And um, I didn't appreciate the way they made her out to be on it. Right, right. And, um, Cause, like. Oh, go ahead, sorry. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know. It just. When you know somebody that well, and it just, they shouldn't have never had to put on there some of the things they put on there wasn't yeah. necessary. Right. In my opinion. Now, we, yesterday we read the court records, and it didn't really give a lot of side detail. So we're grateful that we're able to talk to you, to, you know, you knew her personally, and like you said, you didn't really appreciate all of what Forensic Files made her out to be <clears throat> and I mean, they, they didn't make her out to be terribly awful or anything like that but yeah you know just i don't know i just didn't i didn't like it yeah <laughs> right well th- there was one scene in particular when they showed her getting killed and in the court records it it's it said that there was in semen on her and in the Forensic Files episode, it doesn't, like, clarify whether or not he, you know... Raped her or not. Raped her or not. 
either before or after. Yeah, he was charged and convicted of that. Right. Was do you know if it was after he killed her? Mm, no, I no, I don't know that one way or the other. Yeah, that that's a that's a big mystery we were uh, wondering because <clears throat> they fought in the car. Is that correct? Nobody knows. Yeah. What I mean, I know that she that she put up a you could that she put up the biggest fight of her life. Yeah. Right. Um, but he. I don't know. Like, she knew him and she trusted him. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not trusted him, trusted him, but she, she didn't look at him to be somebody who was dangerous. Right. Enough to get in a car with him. Yeah. You know, and drive off. You know, I mean, I'm sure he did pull in and say, hey, let's, you want to go smoke a joint or something like that. Right. So, take us back to the night that all happened what were you doing um when did you essentially find out i found out the the night that she went missing i found out within my mama met me at the front door okay and asked me if uh well she didn't really ask she demanded i tell her where tara was at and i looked at her kind of funny and i said mom i have no idea where tara's at i've not seen her and she was like, well, you didn't go put her on a bus or something, did you? Because she was so, she was so in love with Nick. Mm-hmm. And she missed him so bad. And he was in some kind of, I think he was in, maybe it was SEALs training or something. I'm thinking it was SEALs training. Something with the Navy. I, know, I do know that. I'm, fair, I'm, wanting, I'm wanting to say it was SEALs training, but I can't swear to it. Okay. Um, it it could have been boot camp, but I swear I believe it was something more than just boot camp. Right. Um, but uh, she missed him and she wanted to see him. And um, so they thought maybe that she got a bus ticket and headed towards Chicago. Right. Cause you mentioned to me that your mom thought that you helped planned all that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we were just... We were close, and yeah. I knew how bad she missed him and stuff, but I, I just, and myself, when Mom asked me that, if, like, if if I thought she, she would have got on a bus after Mom realized when I wasn't lying to her that I hadn't helped anybody do anything. Yeah. Um, She asked me if I thought Tara could have been on a bus headed to Chicago, and I'm like, absolutely. And then the more I listened to the way they found Tara's car I was like no no she's she wouldn't have left this she wouldn't have left that if she was getting I mean she left her purse I believe yes. I think her purse was still in her car yeah in the uh <clears throat> forensic files episode they made sure to talk about how her purse was in the driver's seat and her Taco Bell hat was on top of it well the strangest thing about her car was and I remember this explicitly was that she had um i guess gotten some food to take home with her mm-hmm. maybe it was maybe it was the and food it was and in the car yeah where she had where she had laid i guess her whatever else she brought i talking about she had brought food out with her. yeah and then like she wasn't even it was at when i thought I mean, i'm not sure that anybody else thought it but when i first thought about it I thought, well, maybe, 
Maybe somebody kidnapped her. Maybe somebody grabbed her and pulled her and took her. Right. Like she had put her stuff down in the car and grabbed her. And but they th- but the cops swore down that she just it w- didn't look like it, there had been a struggle. It looked like she had just walked away from it. Mm-hmm. Um. So when did like the community started looking for her? Because we have a ex uh, officer at around the time that helped out during it. When when did all that happen? Well, so, God, I hate to even say this. Um, you don't have to if you don't want to. I, I think that there had been a, th- a few things happened with Tara earlier on in her life. Mm-hmm. And um, she just, I'm trying to think of how I can put this. It, did, it wouldn't have shocked me at all if she had run off okay. to go see Nick or if she would have just... She pretty much did what she wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, she was... Rebellious. Yeah, I mean, it just it's so strange. It's... I'm trying to think of how I can even put it. Like, if she would have wanted to have went and done something and she would had it in her head that she was going to do it, she was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Headstrong. Yeah. Very headstrong, and so, I'll from myself personally, I walked around for the first week, and probably probably the first week, and I was convinced she was fine. I was the person walking around saying, "I'm gonna whip her butt when she gets back," mm-hmm. for not calling somebody and telling somebody where she was at. I did not think anything had happened to her for that first week. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of people, including law enforcement, thought this kind of the same thing because it didn't seem to start getting real scary yet. And they didn't seem to start being so... before they were trying to find out so much until after she had been missing a few days. Yeah. But when, I think about after three or four days, now that's when it seemed like everybody went into overdrive now people did start looking for on like the second day but it didn't get big hot and heavy until like the third Mm -hmm. if if i'm remembering that correctly yeah um okay when when they essentially found her what was your you know i'm sure it was you know tragic but what was your reaction um what was your first thoughts on maybe like who could have done this i didn't have no i couldn't we, none of us had any idea of anybody who could have possibly done this yeah like it was it was the craziest thing i mean no i didn't feel safe i don't think anybody felt safe mm-hmm. and i mean not granted i lived in giles county which isn't a anywhere near like what Rafferty is yeah but oh god with like your best friend going missing you would you know yeah I mean I, I would rack my brain like who if she had to have gotten in a car with somebody she knew yeah uh, like I we couldn't just, it just I just couldn't think of who in the world would have who would have done something like that to her yeah we knew it had to have been somebody she knew mm-hmm now, did you, 
I, I don't I can't remember if you told me, but did you ever meet Jeff Thomas? I can't remember one way or the other if I ever met him. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I, I doubt very seriously I, I, that I did. Okay. Yeah, I don't ever recall meeting him. How close uh, were you or are you with Tara's dad? Um, uh, me, me and Billy are fine. Um, Billy is uh, one of the greatest people on planet Earth. He'll do anything for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just when he lost her, it was like everything. Yeah. It's one of the things you just never recover from. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, was, is there anything you wanted to to say about the about the story? I, I wish that all of those teenagers would have told the truth when they were asked where or who all was there and what they were doing that day after school and not have lied to law enforcement about them smoking dope just while smoking pot. Yeah. And if they would have just been truthful, we could have we could have possibly found her earlier. Yeah. We could have had a better idea of what would have been going on. Something that that just always set bad with me. Yeah, because you would think if Jeff was selling the weed and they would just have had said that, then they would have figured out where they got the weed from. Over there where they were at, you could get it anywhere. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, it was over there where they were at. Yeah, it's right next to right college. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well... <sighs> Do you have any questions? Well, I don't... Like, Go ahead. Her... Tara just... She didn't deserve what she, what happened to her. Yeah. It was just... It was careless. Do you have an opinion on why he... Like... I believe he raped her and was afraid that he, she was going to rat him out. Yeah. And that's why he killed her execution style. Yeah. I just wonder if he had, like, an obsession with her or... I believe so. Yeah. I do. I 100% believe so. Do you know where he's located at? I can't remember the name of it, but I know it's not hard to find out. Yeah. So I looked on Google yesterday and seen where he was at. Yeah. I've always debated sending him a letter and just asking him why he would do something like that. Right. Because we, we read the court records and he was sentenced to death, but... Tara's yes, mom, yeah. Tara's mom wanted him to stay in prison for life. Is that right? Yeah. See, Kitty just didn't believe in the death penalty, right? At all, not for anybody, and pretty much not for any reason, from what I understood. And like when, like I'll be honest with you, when it first came out and the jury sentenced him to death. I jumped up and down. That was, I mean, I, I, want, I wanted that. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah, I'm sure. 
And, you know, then they filed, I believe it wasn't a, somehow she, I think she went up there and fought for him really hard mm. to just be put on, on death, no, no, to get off death row and just spend the rest of his life in prison. Yeah. Um, because, and because of Kitty being the one that she was and every, and being good to everybody and, and just, I always respect her decision on it. I may not agree with it, but I will always respect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but poor old Kitty, if I'm remembering this exactly correct, the way I was told it, at the at Tara's funeral, I don't know if she, it was either before the funeral or at the funeral, she had put her hand over on her chest and she felt a lump and it was in the exact spot where Tara was shot. And wow. that's when the cancer started. Wow. And um That's like it, that's wild. They had Tara's viewing and um funeral in Parisburg. Okay. And yeah, I believe I believe it was in, the name of the place was Mullins. Mullins's I think that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, Lord God, it seemed like they were 500 people or more there. It, I mean, there probably actually was more than that there. Yeah, I uh, I looked up the Find a Grave website. That's where we discovered that her, her body's in Giles. And it, yeah. it mentioned that, like, over 500 people showed up to the funeral. No, it was, it was crazy. Like, it, it was crazy. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because well, I'll never forget this one part because I thought I was going to end up losing my temper, ending up in a fight and causing a scene because I was me and my husband. Well, my, he's my husband now. We was he was my boyfriend then. Yeah. Um, we were standing there. Uh, there were people that were sta- they had walked past us and said, "We got to go in here. We got to see her. We got to go see her." Hmm. And I. Th- and it, because there was, it was an open, it was an open casket. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, people, like, most everyone there was very respectful. Um, I can't recall anybody not being very respectful to everybody else, but it's just like, don't walk past somebody and say, oh, I got, I just got to go in here and see this. Cause the, when, when I heard that, like, I was, I, I I had to go medicate myself. That that's quite morbid of yeah. someone just wanting to see, you know. Yeah, I and I, yeah. I remember because I was—I mean, I was even going. I was walking on behind them because I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna say something to them." But and Derek was like, "Sarah, you can't do that. Yeah, not you can't cause a scene." But it was—it was just. I don't know if you've ever been to a kid's funeral before or not. I'm sure it's horrible but it's not like anything like it's not like going to a grandparent's funeral or an aunt and uncle's funeral a kid's funeral or a kid's viewing is just it's completely different yeah yeah and i can't i always wondered and i mean i don't know one way or the other but i always wondered if jeffrey thomas didn't come down there for that really yeah, I, I would be interested to know if he came down there for that. Mm. That's something that's always sort of I've always sort of wondered that. 
So that was this was before he was arrested. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get arrested until he pretty much he ratted himself out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, was the lady he was living with her his girlfriend? I don't believe so. Okay. I I, I believe the the way it was told they were roommates. Right. But I mean, if they were dating and I was her, I wouldn't admit if I, if we were having a relationship. If he just told me he murdered, murdered somebody, and because I mean, she's the one that went and told the police. Yeah, yeah. And thank God she did. Right. Where was Nick in all of this? Like after did did he come to the funeral? Uh, oh yes, absolutely. Nick was there. Yep. Do you know what he's doing today? No, I haven't seen Nick actually. I believe the last time I seen him was at Kitty's funeral. Yeah, that that was 2006, right? That sounds about right. Yeah, I think uh, I think we saw that she, on that website. Yeah, she fought cancer for a long time. Yeah. Um, Tara's poor grandmother, Miss Myra, she uh, she ended up passing away that summer after Tara died. Really. I think she died a heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, we just... I mean, it was just... When that happened to Tara, I, I remember the night that... that my, the night that we they found her body. Because I was sitting at my mom and dad's kitchen table... And back then, there wasn't social media, but there was this thing. I think it was called ICQ or something. Okay. It was like a, one of them messaging-type things, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, my younger brother looked at... He looked over at me, and he said, Mom, Sarah, one of you, call Billy. And immediately... He was my brother was already upset. You could see the tears rolling down his face. Yeah, and I knew immediately what that meant. But Mom went ahead and called Billy. So that's how he found out. That's how we found out. Yeah, you know, was from Billy because Billy told my mom. Okay. He said, "Enza, she's gone. They found her." Okay. And um, I'm not. I'm not for certain how I, I remember being told how how Billy was told about it, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember exactly how he found out. Yeah, it's been twenty three, almost twenty three years of the day, and I some things I can still remember like yesterday, and some I can't. Yeah, I'm sure. I just uh, I know that Tara had a whole life ahead of her. Yeah, and. That girl was going somewhere. Right. I mean, she, she was, was too headstrong not to be going somewhere. Yeah. I mean, she had that mentality. She was in love. I mean. It, oh yeah, we used to. It was funny because our parents would say, "If as long as y'all all go together, you can go camp down on the creek bank." <laughs> and we would. Yeah. Poor old man, there we'd end up calling the boyfriends. Come on out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just, we spent every summer together. We went to church every Sunday together. Um, we, 
God, she was just so much fun. Yeah. She was supposed to be the maid of honor in my wedding. Really? Yeah. Because, see, I, I, even though we were the same age, I was only a few months older, I guess the way her birthday landed, she had to start school a year after me. Gotcha. And so uh, she was in the 11th grade, and I was a senior when she was killed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it was... It was just crazy. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about hard? Get trying to get up and go to school every morning like when she's missing, and you got government first period, and every morning a brand-new newspaper sitting on top of your desk. Yeah. And the, and, it, and the things that would be printed, like, I remember asking my teacher, can, you, can we just not do this? Right. Like, I ended up missing 56 days of school after Tara was murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, everybody was talking about it, and if and I was, I just, I, I had, I, I struggled for years. Right. I, re- I remember when the Virginia Tech shooting happened. I oh, was, Lord, I yes. was young, and when that day happened, we were in school, and the teachers propped up the TV and started watching the news, and we were all watching it, and we, I was like in third, fourth grade, maybe. They done the same thing in nine eleven when nine eleven happened to other kids. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was five years old when that happened, and I remember we left school early. That was so crazy. Yeah, I just I I would just love to be able to pick Jeffrey Thomas's brain and mm. be like, why? Yeah. Why in God's name would you just? I don't know that. Then I've never really heard one way or another for sure that he raped her. I'm, I can't, or I can't remember one way or, or the other for sure. But I'm fairly certain that they found a way to be. They must have because he got charged and convicted of it. I believe. Yeah, they they found semen under her fingernails. Yeah, on her fingernails and yeah. um, on top of her underwear. I think. Yeah, and he, I'd kill him myself if they let me. Right. I just, he, she, she felt safe enough with him to get in a vehicle. Yeah. And that's what. So that means she had to have trusted him on some level. Yeah. And I'm sure she, because I mean that was Nick. If, if, um, and I'm, I know this is how what I was always told. It was Nick's mom's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend yeah and I've wondered if he done it out of spite I've wondered uh, you know I mean it, you think about everything in these situations yeah I mean that's a good theory too uh, but I've always sort of just stuck to the fact that I think he done something He or he tried to pull the moves over on her and she was like uh uh-uh, uh no no stop and he realized that she was and, a kid yeah and I, I think that he, he thought that he, she was going to tell on him, and he, he killed her. But the strange thing of it all is, he already had that gun on him. It's not like he left Parrot to go get it, right, right, and come back. It almost seemed like, because if you look at it that way, it could have completely been premeditated. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, which around here it's not uncommon for people to carry guns like that, right. Especially rifles, but yeah, I just uh, 
he had no business running around with with kids. Yes, nah. she was 15 years old, but she was still a kid. Yeah, that that was that's our biggest mystery. I'm like, why was he involved with all these kids at the, at that time? Just the drug dealer. I, I don't even know that he was the drug dealer. Okay. I just know that they all like to smoke it. Yeah. And I mean, truth be told, he where they were all kids, he probably was the drug dealer. Yeah. I mean, that would make the most sense. Yeah, it would. To be, but I mean, he he went after to after school with all them kids. I, I think he was obsessed with Tara. Yeah. I mean, she was a beautiful girl. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you something. I know her, or I knew her, and I guarantee you. She fought him tooth and nail. Yeah. God. Mm. What? But she, but Tara wasn't very big. She was teeny tiny girl. Yeah. Well, I we appreciate you, you know, talking with us and pretty much giving Tara's side of her, you know, her her backstory, her life, how she was, you know. Oh man, you. you Everybody loved her. Yeah. Everybody loved her. Well, she was she was just a blast. You you didn't go hang out with Tara and, and not have the time of your life. Yeah. Like we could just running through a cow field, we could have fun just being stupid. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. If I I would love if I could have a wish to go back, I would love to be able to go back and just just hang out with her for an hour. Yeah. I mean, she just, she was awesome. Yeah. She, I'll never understand why anybody would have wanted to hurt her. Yeah. Well, we're, we are super glad that you, you spoke about all of this because in the court records, it doesn't really talk about how, like, or all the articles that we read that she, it didn't give much on her. And we're glad that, you know, her best friend, was able to come on and, you know, talk with us. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, she, we, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Tara had a lot of friends in Radford. Mm-hmm. But now, when she came to Giles County, it was all about me and Tara. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't get to hang out during the week that much. But on the weekends, I guess we were the weekend warriors. Yeah. You know, God, she was, she was awesome. Yeah. I mean, she she had, I remember sitting there asking her. It was probably two weeks before she was murdered. I said, you're, going, you're still going to be in my maid of honor, right? Hmm. And she was like, you know, I'm not going to miss that for nothing in the world. Because hmm. I, I wanted that bachelorette party. Right, right. I'm sure it, was, it would be wild <laughs> you know, with her. I mean, she was just... I, I just think the way he, that Jeffrey Thomas... Laughter. I mean, it's just. I don't know. I I respect Kitty's wishes, but I just don't understand. Yeah, it it was evil. It was evil. It, it was absolutely evil. I mean, he executed her. Yeah. Shot her four times in the in the head. Yeah. I mean, it was all it was overkill. Oh yeah. It was just absolutely overkill. I mean, it just. She, what could she have possibly done to that man to piss him off that bad? Yeah. 
I guess we'll we'll ever know. Yeah, he seems like he just a disturbed guy. Yeah. See, I would love to tell y'all. I, I can't tell it though. Yeah. But he, it's not he. It's not. I think it's a seems like a trending deal with a few people in his family. Mm, okay. Well, we'll we'll end it. And if you want to tell us, uh, you can. If not, that's fine too. Um, we just really appreciate you coming on and giving her voice essentially and your voice uh, about this situation because uh, like we said researching this story there's there wasn't much about her personally you know no they, that's why I never liked any of the uh, stuff that they done on TV about her yeah I mean they didn't. I didn't think they that they done her any justice. But a lot, ninety percent of it was all investigative, you know, like ID channel stuff. But yeah, yeah. I didn't like. That. There was one thing that she, they had done on her that made it look like she was just like a drug addict or something. Just the way the way it might come out to me. That's why they kind of tried to make it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And like smoking a little pot as a teenager is not. Right, right. And not to me, it's, I don't know, it wasn't like she was on doing hard stuff. Right, no, I agree. Smoking some pot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if them kids would have just not been scared to tell the truth. Yeah, that that is unfortunate right there. Well, Sarah, thank you again, and um, we'll keep in touch with you, and when this episode comes out, if... If more people wants to reach out, um, we'll let you know, and uh, we'll just go from there. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The. Uh, I'm really glad she was able to speak for Tara. Yeah, because all the stuff I looked up and never really talked about. She's just the. Just the victim. Yeah, she's just the victim. Yeah, you know, like reading the court records. Like I'm just like, there's not much to it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it says what happens, but like I don't know. And it, uh, the other articles too. It just they just mimic the the court records pretty much. It's so weird that it's like it. You know, you look at some cases and they're so intricate. Mm-hmm. With a step by step, and it's just like he picked her up. Yeah. Well, did they find five dollars on him? Because she took five dollars out of the bank, you know. And if her wallet was still in there, was a five dollars in there still? Right. You know, like some stuff like that. That would be like, okay, did she buy the weed? Yeah. You know. And then her saying about if those kids would have just yeah. been truthful after school. The the top things that really got me was the kids not saying anything because that probably would have, you know, helped out the most. Oh, yeah. And then Thomas with the rifle, mm-hmm. still having the rifle in his car, because we read the court records that his friend or whatever, that was his. Mm-hmm. But he kept it, and he would take care of it. Yeah. That, that was quotes in the court records. Was it premeditated, or was it just a convenient thing? Because if she would have got murdered the same day, or the same night that I guess after school or whatever is that kind of yeah. well they they all hung out uh, around two thirty so I'm guessing it was a weekend maybe yeah and uh, that evening she had to go to work 
And then that's when so it probably happened. they probably got the pot from him. Yeah, and Moed or whatever. Relate that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of mysteries. I mean, yeah. I mean that's just how it goes with you know stories like this. Mm-hmm. But like we said, we're glad that we were able to uh, talk to Sarah. Talk to Sarah, and yeah, thank you so much for yeah. being on. And- yeah, absolutely. And if any if anybody knew Tara, uh, you could always reach out. We can talk about it. We What's can, the number? What, what uh, the cryptic hotline five four zero three five eight one five eight three. Sorry. You, you could text. You could text the number, or you could call. Uh, leave a voicemail, and if you want to talk with us personally, we'll we'll get back with you. Just let us know. But yeah, that was a uh, that was Tara Muncy's story. Yeah, and. Screw Thomas, Jeff Thomas. Yeah, for real. Life in prison, man. Yep. Hope he's rotten. I wonder where he's at. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And also, we didn't want to really bother Tara's dad, um, just because. I mean, it's the worst Why thing to ever happen. That? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And hopefully, he'd be okay with us, us talking about it. I mean, well, and it's, it's such a, it's so tragic and awful. Someone's. You know, her life being taken away mm-hmm. at 16 years old. Right. You know. And some of these stories right here kind of hit home, too, because it's in our area. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to, like, pay tribute in a way yeah. to her. Yeah. I was 16 and lived in Giles County and traveled around the New River Valley and yeah. everything. And you think about the little stuff that you get into and just to think that, so cold, murdered, and just cold blood. Right. You know? Yep. Like, when we do these things, like, we find out that the area we grew up from is not as sunshine and rainbows. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a... There's skeletons in the closet, but you pull out one or two, and then you realize that there's just more and more and more. Yes. A lot of beans. A lot of beans. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody for tuning in to this episode uh very interesting um like i said we're glad that we were able to share and have a pretty much a tribute to tara yeah um happy new year yes happy new year it's currently new year's eve yes and we are uh stoked for the new year yes we we have big plans on the horizon and um if you want additional content we got the patreon back up Yep. Uh, we just released uh, something new, and we're about to re- release another thing. Just subscribe for $5, and you get bonus content. Yeah, yeah, you get some stuff. And, yeah. You know, we are, we've been talking about stuff that we want to do that'll be pretty fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you, if you want to support the show, we would greatly appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everybody that is currently a Patreon member. Why don't we just shout them out? Let's do it. All right. Caitlin Davis, thank you. Thank you. Summer, thank you. Thank you, Summer. Summer August, is that yes. your last name? Forehand. Four, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Wimmer. Oh. Uh, Emily, uh, I don't know your last name, but thank you. Uh, Shana Kwasi, thank yeah. you so much. So, yeah, we're growing, baby. Yeah, man. Cool. Thanks to all those people. Thanks to everybody who supports us. Yes, thank you so much. Just keep an eye on the Facebook page. Yeah. 
Yep. Share us. We're almost at a thousand Facebook members. Oh yeah. I mean, if you think uh, a friend of yours, a family member would, would like us, uh, let them know. Yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. love to have them join the good cult. Cult. Join our little cult. Yeah. Come on, be part of the the coolest gang in town. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you have a crazy story, let us know. We got the cryptic hotline. Once again, five four zero three five eight one five eight three. So cool. So cool. Follow us on all the socials. They'll be in the uh, the description down below of the episode. And yeah, Josh, thanks for being on. <laughs> I'm I'm, all, I'm always here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And lastly, watch your back. It's cryptic out there. Where you go, I go I thought I